I'm delighted to be joined on the line now by Tove Kane, who's released a new book called Laughter, A Year of Chuckling Through the Change. Good evening. How are you? Hi, Kira. Always good to hear your bubbly personality. I'm very well. Oh, thank you so much. And indeed, so fabulous to have you on air. I know we've done everything from laughter yoga on air and everything, but I'm just mesmerized by this beautiful book. Tell us, how long has this been in, I will say, manifestation in terms of preparation and finally, yeah, having the copy in your hands? What's it been like? Thank you. Yes, it's actually it's such a an interesting story because I didn't actually set out to write the book. Actually, what happened was because I'm a laughter yoga master trainer, I wanted to show people because I noticed there was still a lot of anxiety after COVID and a lot of um, depression that was following after that. And I wanted to show people that no matter what the conditions that you are currently experiencing, laughter as, as, as an exercise program can lift your mood and help you to feel better. So every single day on all the social media platforms that I had, which was Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, I did a laughter video showing how to do it. And then I wrote a blog explaining every day a little example of what I was currently experiencing and how it might be common. And then I gave some advice or coaching, something like that. And gradually, as the... As the diary kind of expanded, because obviously the challenge is fine, Kira, if you do it for one week. After two weeks, you're thinking, well, that was a bit silly. What the heck was I thinking? After a month, you're like, really? I've got 11 more of these to go? <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of the year, I was like, I'm actually doing this. I've completed it. So every single day for 2022, I laughed online. And it occurred midway through that, you know, the blogs I was writing were actually, I could collate them into a book. But Kira, like all good coaches, I needed coaching because the most terrible imposter syndrome where I began to doubt whether what I was saying was of any, was it of you. Though people were telling me, wow, I really appreciated your video today. You really lifted my spirits. I began to feel insecure. And so I held back. And then I held back and held back. And eventually, to midway, a lot of people... We just lost you there slightly. Toby, we just lost you there slightly. Yeah, you're back there now. Just through persuasion. Yeah. You were out there so uh, saying through persuasion. Okay, yeah. So midway through last uh, this year, um, a few people had got hold of me and said, please, can you tell us what's happening with the book? So I trialed it in terms of collating the blog to a few people. And they said, no, we absolutely want this book. Please, will you bring it forward? And then it's a case of finding a publisher and doing a book um, you know, a book proposal and all of that. So it's quite a long process, Kira. But eventually and finally, I thought, you know, I will bring the book out. And, you know, it is set up like a diary, but it's not located in one specific time. So in other words, at any day, you could pick up the date or you could just turn to any page and get some kind of, kind of like a life coaching tip about how to, uh, you know, how to recover from whatever you're going through at that time. Wow. And I think, you know, 
again, the diary of, I suppose, for those in Atlanta days that you were doing the laughter yoga and that's showing up. And I think it's so important. Like, yeah. I think everybody at some point struggles with a form of imposter syndrome or, and I think that's the probably the myth that people are not aware of that, like, they think, okay, just because they're a coach that they're not entitled to actually sometimes reach out or to, I suppose, look for that, you know, that other person that pipes them up too, because that's part of your... Um, I suppose part of a coach's job is, you know, always piping people up. But I always often wondered who does it for them. So I think it's really it's a beautiful yeah. thing that you express there. And I think it's it's raw and vulnerable. And I think that's the strength, I think, in, you know, in your best coaches out there. They're also the people themselves that are not afraid to be raw and vulnerable, because I think in that there's where transformation is. And that's where the relatability that's, that's, is, because we all go through it. Yeah. And I think what you're what you're touching on there, Kira, is that importance of the you know, if you can authentically uh, relate to your vulnerability, it enables you to uh, connect with other people who feel the same way and to recognize, you know, we're going through these dips and uh, these troughs, but we also have crests and we have really exciting phases in our life. Our mind gets into the habit of only identifying negative things. And, uh, you know, if you let it run freely, it finds more things to complain about, more things to blame other people for. But when you come into a place, uh, you know, you can't laugh in the past and you can't laugh in the future. It's very much an absolutely present moment (laughs) experience. (laughs) But of course... The, the beauty and the, the almost mystery of laughter yoga is it's not based on any religion or any kind of, um, you know, spiritual aspect. It's more to do with that volunteered, unconditional choice to laugh, especially when you don't feel like it. So because we don't have to be in a good mood to laugh, that's fine. But what happens is when you do it consciously, somewhere along the way, it triggers that beautiful, authentic um, laugh that is quite real and quite lovely. And so it brings about relief. It brings about relief. And you feel so much better. There's a cathartic value to it. I think so, absolutely. And again, you know, it really kind of strikes me with um, having attended one of your laughing yoga retreats. Um, what I find quite fascinating is like, and you, you, you're full of knowledge and depth in this, is the, I suppose, the science behind laughter and how it affects yes. the brain. And it was one thing you said, and it really always stuck with me. You know, people a lot of the time, you know, laughter, you think of laughter, you think of this big, loud, um, voluptuous, I suppose, laugh, like laugh that comes out of someone's mouth. But there's that silent laughter and it's that the brain doesn't even recognise um, the difference between the two so that you can just so laughter even if you're not feeling it like it it's actually amazing for your health and for your brain and for your heart I remember you were explaining all these things and it really st- yeah. stuck with me that I think a lot of people think oh you have to watch something funny to trigger laughter but it, you kind of I, it's like eating for you it's health it's 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 part of your health it's part of yeah. your your routine and in fact we, we noticed that because there's, there are these physiological responses that the mm. body has as a result of laughter it is it obviously increases your immunity and it boosts your confidence and your resilience so the fact that we have this beautiful um, mechanism inside the body you know that phrase laughter is the best medicine is absolutely spot on because 
one of the best things about life yoga is it is preventative. In other words, you wouldn't get very sick if you laughed regularly as a practice. I think we all know that dear old person who's, you know, our gran or our aunt that we've seen for years, decades, who's always got a cheery personality and she never seems to get that, you know, she doesn't seem to catch the illness that other people have. And that's a direct lived example of the immune-boosting quality of laughter. So it is a delightful thing, but as I always say, we don't force the laughter. We connect with laughter. We all know how to laugh. Babies know how to laugh. And this is laughter that is, uh, that is in a way, just friendly, curious laughter, happy laughter. Not that kind of laughter where you feel outside of a group, you know, being laughed at. This is laughing with and so you can even laugh by yourself. And like I've said, that silent laughter is so absolutely lovely because there's something about the body going. <laughs> and it just makes the body trigger the mind into going, oh, well, that's fine. I believe in it. I'll laugh too. So it's great. I think so. And now I find, um, Tove, if I see your post or something online, even just seeing you, it, it triggers something where I will just start to laugh because I'm just, I, love it. I think it's, I'm like, I think so. And I, I can see that powerful effect, especially with lockdown and everything. Like, you know, like it was a time where, and I suppose every day we do, even now, I feel like in the world, since coming out of all of that, there is a real need for laughter yeah. and not necessarily, uh, it, it's laughter through the losses. Isn't, isn't that kind of what's really needed? Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things, and I saw it um, demonstrated so beautifully um, in my own life uh, with the grief of my mother. Hmm. But I was just in India in October. That's where I launched the book, actually. I was the MC for the World Conference on Laughter Yoga. Wow. We had delegates from all around the world arriving in India for the World Conference. And obviously it was a massive honor for me to be the MC and to launch my book there. But one of the, the laughter yoga teachers did a beautiful exercise showing how through grief, laughter, you can release a lot of the trauma if you wow. are going through grief. So it gets, it gets stuck in the body and there's this sort of this movement that you do which releases it. And certainly for any one of us, Death is, it's not a laughing matter, but we have to process it. And so being able to grief laugh is such a, you know, they don't teach us how to handle grief. And yet here's a skill where we can use that to be able to process and to let our feelings flow and to recover so that we're not stuck only in that grief and in the sorrow that we can rise up and come back into life. I think so. And you, yeah, that's, and that's quite powerful. You've just, um, you've reminded me of something. I was talking to a lady this morning and uh, she recently, um, her, her dog basically um, is sick at the moment and oh. she had avoided, She when she was 14, she lost her first dog and she oh spent the next 15, 16 years after that, like never purchasing a dog and then next thing yeah. the kids come home one day and they have this dog and then she, I suppose, had to accept it. But now mm. this dog is, is sick and maybe potentially might pass away, they don't know. But yeah. it's interesting because she said she held back for so long 
yeah. because of that pain. And it's interesting, she's finally met with it now. And again, she's at that cusp. You know, how do I deal with this if this does happen? I think it's quite fascinating. We do hold back an awful lot in life because we're not, we, we're afraid of grief in some instances. We are reluctant to face any of our negative emotions. That's the, that's the reality. Because we don't know about these shadows. We don't know how to, if we're feeling resentment or jealousy or insecurity or anything like um, sorrow or bitterness or unforgiveness. That's a very big one, unforgiveness. Um, we don't know exactly how to work with it. And unless we process it, it becomes toxic in our bodies and makes us ill. It gives us stress so we don't get peace of mind and stress ultimately leaks into the body and makes us physically ill. So what I find in my lofty yoga practice when I'm coaching people is self-forgiveness. This is a very key element to healing and recovery and to reconnecting to joy. Because if you can't forgive yourself, you know, sometimes we make mistakes, sometimes we hurt people and we carry that. And it's very important to recognize that we can't carry the burden of judgment against ourselves for that. That when we can forgive ourselves, it's not to say we're condoning what we did, but that we forgive ourselves for the act that we can then move on. But I think you touched very importantly on, you know, with the, the, the element of pets. And, you know, if, you, if you've if you had a pet, you know only too well, they are a bit of a handful, and you can count on muddy paws coming into the house <laughs> and all of that. Uh, but they also offer us this instant delight. And that's what laughter yoga is like. It's kind of like you have your own pet that will go with you everywhere and just delight you. So I, I really understand what that lady expresses, the reluctance to face the pain again. But we can't deny all the joy that's available to us because we are afraid of the pain. The pain's never going away. Same as anxiety or stress or worry. It's more a case of learning how to handle it, that we can build our emotional intelligence and then nurture our resilience so that we can get through these things. And the more we do that, the stronger we become. And then we can offer that to other people as well because we become a great example of just the strength of character. Absolutely, Tove. And I suppose for people listening in and they want to follow you and purchase the book, how can you do that? Well, thank you so much. This book, um, I think also, you know, for a lot of women specifically who are going through menopause, there's a lot to do with what happens with brain fog and memory loss and physical yes. pain, mm-hmm. aside from hot flushes and all, there's so many other symptoms. But there is this almost sense of disconnect, the loss of self. Mm-hmm. So I think that the way that the book is about being a menopausal BFF, I think a lot of <laughs> menopausal women would go, oh, I see myself in that. Oh, that's Absolutely. fantastic. Oh, yes. Do you know what I love? Um, I love how women are so, like, they're, you know, they're talking about it now because I think for yes. years nobody even knew what it was. Well, I suppose women knew, but, like, yes. <laughs> you know, if well, you weren't a woman, just, you didn't really know or you, it wasn't mentioned in front of you type of thing. And I love really the openness now. Correct. It wasn't mentioned and it was misunderstood. Women were blamed and misunderstood. And in a way, there was a degree of, you know, mocking and um, 
you know, just this basic lack of care for what women were experiencing. Um, so, yeah, there's a, there's an, I think there's a very important uh, part of society that needs our recognition, and that's menopausal women, because those are the same women who nurture Ireland. You know, they, they're the people who have, you know, have cared for and love you know the, the the population as we know it so i think they they're very precious but yes the book it's available i am yet to do the audio recording which i'm excited about doing but i know that it's quite a lengthy thing but if you follow my youtube channel uh, you'll be able to find me so it's if you look for youtube tove kane you'll be able to see each of these videos that i did and the book is available on amazon as a hardcover and also in paperback so I, what i'll do kira is i'll send you a link that has that but otherwise if you go to my website tovekane.com you'll be able to see and that's t-o-v-e-k-a-n-e.com you'll be able to see links about the book there too well, I love the name Laughter, A Year of Chuckling Through the Change. Definitely going to have to get my hands on a copy. And thank you so much, Tove, for coming on air. And again, huge congratulations. I think it's like a whole thank birthing you. experience when someone you know, writes a book and puts it out into the world. It's, it's an incredible thing. So huge congratulations to you as well and overcoming you know, that fear as well. I think anybody who you know, puts themselves out of their comfort zone it's always about growth it's always pushing ourselves and we all have those you know we all have those challenges and when we do overcome them incredible things happen beautiful bless you so much Kira so lovely to talk to you thank you so much thank you enjoy your evening <laughs> okay and Kira before we go breathe yeah. in and hold and <laughs> <laughs> I love it <laughs> Oh, Don't forget, it's thank as you. easy as a breath as the laugh away. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, how long can I get through this interview without laughing? <laughs> it didn't work, did it? <laughs> I love it. You're golden. <laughs> <laughs> I love thank it, you. I love it. We'll talk to you again. Thank you so much, Tommy. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care, bye.